0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me is Charles Groom. He is the VP of Marketing over at Biz2Credit. We talk a lot about really how to marry data and creative in your marketing, and also how to tell the untold stories of your customers and really use them as an inspirational tool for potential customers and just really to strengthen your bond with them when you celebrate your past customers by telling their story. So I enjoyed this one. I think you all will as well. But before we get into it, as always, this show is brought to you by us over here at Cave Social. We are a creative agency that helps companies execute on social media. So we create the content, we manage, we do community management for you. Really, we take over that entire strategy if you're looking for help on social media. So head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us if that's something that you need help with. All right, without further ado, let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me on the show is Charles Groom. He is the VP of Marketing at Biz2Credit.
1: Charles, how you doing? Hey, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here and glad to talk to you today.
0: No, likewise. I'm happy uh, Happy we could find the time to make this happen. Before we get into everything marketing, walk me through your story, man. How did you find your way into marketing and particularly uh, you know, where you're at now with VP at uh, Biz2Credit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I kind of fell into marketing backwards, if you will. You know, when I was in college, I started out running the TV studio, if if you can believe that, doing kind of stuff like this, you know, interviews and and stuff on camera and and in, in the studio. And what I found was that we could spread the message that we were putting out there, these stories through Facebook and Instagram and, you know, just leveraging the power of social media on a college campus had so much drive that, uh, you know, would get eyeballs and, and people talking about it. And, uh, and so because of that, I kind of got hooked on that scale, the ability to take an idea, take a story and make it really big. And so that was what drove me. I'm a philosophy major back in school, not anything having to do with business and marketing, but it really kind of grabbed my attention and, and took me on. And then I started my career in the tech industry at a MarTech company. I was selling and, and uh, providing branding solutions in sort of the franchise space. And then switched over a couple of years ago to the fintech industry, which has obviously been just kind of on fire recently, you know, with. Uh, things blowing up in the crypto world, and in particular focused on uh, small business financing with biz to credit which has been a fantastic blending of different types of marketing. And I'd you know, love to talk more about it as we go through today, but it's a really you know fascinating space to get a chance to be a part of where you've got almost direct to consumer, but a lot of B2B and everything is kind of blended together uh, with a lot of technology, high-tech marketing as well.
0: It's interesting, right? Like you get to that point where things start to blend together. And you find your way, like you said, into fintech, which is all over the news, all over, I mean, so many, it's massive what's coming out of the the space and the companies that are coming out of it. Now, you said something interesting where you started in media production, right? And really latching on to the power of story. Walk me through now where you get into the finance world, highly regulated, and a lot of the organizations in my experience when we've worked with them whether it's mortgage or fintech or what have you very very data driven and almost you know we were talking off air but almost to a fault i would say like talk to me how do you value creative and then communicate that value to the rest of your team executives etc you know in a landscape or an industry that is really data 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 data
1: data yeah well data is in a lot of ways at the core of the performance marketing programs that we're putting on. So there's no question about it. When my team is evaluating an opportunity, we're thinking about what segment are we going to go after? We're thinking about what are the performance metrics, the KPIs that we really care about here in this particular instance. So there's no question data is right at the heart of it. But just like you said, you know, the ability to tell a good story and, really leverage that is what gives you force multiplier effects is, is what we find. So I'll, I'll go more specifically at how we do that at Biz2Credit. You know, the small business owner in America is anybody from mom and pop or like a gig worker all the way up to these companies that have maybe even have like 300, 400, 500 employees. It's a really diverse space. And so understanding that your audience can differ and Actually using the data to inspire the stories that you tell in different cases, whether that's an industry specific message for, you know, the restaurant industry, or it's a message to a business that's early stage that hasn't really gotten its traction versus one for a business that's been around for a long time. We work with companies that have been around 150 years. You know, hot dogs restaurants in Detroit that were that grew up uh, and got famous in the 30s and 40s, and they're still, you know, still out there making people happy, telling those stories, and actually using your customers to tell the story. In a lot of ways, is the most successful kind of marketing you can have, and I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from my early days at Biz Credit was just how successful the company had been. At leveraging the stories that its customers was saying about it, and we really used that as the inspiration when it came time to rebrand the company, reposition the product offering, and kind of expand what we're doing in uh, the business finance world. So I definitely go back to that, Jordan. I think uh, story being your your starting point here is a critical piece of that recipe for success, even in the tech world. You know, even in the finance industry where you'd think that it's all about numbers, it's all about hard dollars and cents. So much of it can really be driven by that story if you get the right ones.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. You say you know they were an inspiration in the rebrand and all of these things, and you start to actually go. Their theme too, when you take customer stories, and this is in any business, and you start to tell them, they are inspirations to new customers and potential customers when they can see themselves in the past story. The simplest way to Break this down for someone. We've all seen this ad where it's like, Jim started at LA Fitness. He was 300 pounds. Now, Jim's been at LA Fitness for one year and he's 200 pounds. And people say, oh, if I go to LA Fitness, you know, I could lose weight. And that is (laughs) is a simplistic way of putting it, but it's an inspirational story. And there's other ways you can do that. Same thing where you're saying small businesses where you can say, Oh, this small business has been making people smile in Detroit for fifty years. Through getting funding, they're now able to expand operations and continue to help people smile for another fifty years. And it's like, ding, ding, ding! That's the home run hitter, and we all can gravitate towards that story. It's what we, you know, it's what we want to hear. It's what we want to see. So I, I think that's. Uh, I, I totally thing. agree.
1: I totally agree with that. And you know, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of my favorite examples, just because I think you know in storytelling making it concrete always makes it a little bit more you know uh, more effective and it really shows rather than tells you know i've done interviews with these business owners you know one woman who is just a complete firebrand personality she's excellent and you can totally see why she's in the business she's in gym owner she's in brooklyn new york she runs this crossfit you know high intensity interval training classes for these Wall Street executives who are coming out of their brownstones in Brooklyn. And, you know, we get her on a video camera and she's leading a class on the one hand and then she's speaking to our video producer on the other. And in 30 seconds, you've got everything that biz to credit could possibly stand for just completely captured by the, you know, the voice of that character of that customer of ours. And I'll say one other thing, which is you talk about seeing the story and kind of seeing the inspiration behind the story, you know, getting uh, motivated and and animated by the fact that the brand is telling you that story. I think one of the other aspects we've been really fortunate to work with is that Biz2Credit as an organization has always championed underserved businesses, you know, companies that are not in the sexy industry. They're not all high-flying tech startups. A lot of them are in businesses that are just kind of traditional. They're, you know, the bread and butter, the the mom and pops that make the country kind of run. And on top of that, they're also from communities that are often not getting featured a lot. And so we've had the we've had the real gift of being able to put black women entrepreneurs in, in that spotlight and showcase the stories that they have to tell and what they're doing while at the same time we're being the financial support for them, you know, when they need to expand their operation or when they need to cover payroll or some kind of shortfall that they're seeing in their business. So being able to blend those two things, I think now, especially at this moment in time is just that much more powerful, you know, because you know, it's authentic. You know, it's coming from a real experience, not the marketing fluff that, you know, so many of us are now super good at detecting. Like you can't get a tagline past any consumer these days in the way that you used to 10, 20 years ago.
0: Oh, yeah. The bullshit detector is at an all-time high when it comes to consumers. To kind of go back, I think it's interesting, you know, this shift where... If we don't like the narrative that is out there, we can we don't have to follow it. We can go write our own. And to your point, with like, hey, these if it's certain businesses, certain cities, certain people that aren't being featured enough, and aren't and these are amazing stories that are sitting there, instead of saying, well, let's wait for CNBC to come tell the story, like, no, we'll take it. We'll contact our customers. We're gonna make them the stars, really of you know of our show to show, hey, look, this is who these people are. They're doing amazing work. And we're happy to just be you know, a, a part of this journey and to enable and empower them. I think that that uh, is something that anyone listening can take and say, okay, you know, if you don't like the narrative that's out there about your space or the way things operate, create some content. Get out there, talk to your customers. I, I think it is so huge.
1: And I, I wanna jump on what you're just saying there because you know if you start to do that consistently and what we have definitely found and I was blown away by some of the results that we've seen from you know, following this particular approach. When you jump on using the customer story and marrying it with the data that you're sitting on as a company yourself, you've got that insight. If you just start to tell that out to the marketplace, if you start to make it known, as we've done at biz to credit we put out an annual report on how are women-owned businesses doing this is a huge piece of our content marketing play is leveraging the data that we have uniquely to then go and tell those stories in a more amplified environment. And we've been so successful. I mean, we get CNBC writing us up about the women entrepreneur study or the top cities for small business in the country, or the Latino business owner study that we do every year with some of our partners from the Hispanic uh, business community. I mean, these are the kinds of things that really, you know, they generate that brand buzz and that extra layer of awareness that you can never quite measure it's kind of it's paradoxical like that right like you get this great data and you can measure down to the nth degree exactly what you're trying to communicate but you just got to kind of have that faith to put it out there put a good narrative behind it and the results can often just blow you away and to that end we leveraged a lot of that and that's how we became the number 1 Provider of Paycheck Protection Program loans in the current COVID crisis was because we were putting out this great content. We were getting involved in telling these stories, and that snowballed into a great public relations program that you know has gotten us a lot of uh, a lot of these benefits.
0: Yeah, and you're hitting on something there, which is the ability to marry the effectiveness of creative with data. And you know, we talked a little bit at the start of the show, and there are. It's, you have to look at that correlation, right? To say, okay, we tell these stories and then what happens on the back end where the story is a great leading and the, the marketing efforts are a great leading metric. When we look at the lagging metrics, that profitability, the customer acquisition costs, whatever you want to do down the road as your metric, it's important to be able to marry creative with data because you know to make informed decisions and you said pull out insights and be able to make the right calls, right? And it, it all starts. So that to me, I think is something that, where I think marketing is going, you know, especially marketing leadership. Like, okay, we need great creative. We need great data. How do we marry the two, right? And, and how do we, because when we do that, we'll better serve our customers with amazing stories that are relevant to them based on the data we have. And two, we'll create a better narrative for potential customers. So I think there's Matt, I still think it's like, blue ocean out there where it's like, there's so much opportunity, but it's interesting. Now, when I look at what you're all are doing with business credit, is there anything channel-wise, story-wise coming up or that you're planning for that you can divulge after kind of the PPP, you know, loans are out and stuff? Is there anything on the horizon marketing-wise that you're excited about?
1: Yeah, I think we have seen incredible growth in brand awareness and organic, and those are going to be channels that if we were invested in them before the pandemic, we're only going to double down once things start to reopen because we really do believe that it. not only is it extremely scalable and, and very effective once you get that flywheel going, but uh, we're committed to it. I mean, we, we feel that the ability to take that position, the pole position in our sector, which the small business finance industry for fintech it's not that young, you know, all things considered, like Vista Credit was founded in 2007. Many of our original compatriots in the space were also founded around that time of the previous recession. We've been out there, but it's now an opportunity where really things are beginning to line up properly. You've got greater investments. The drive for digital transformation has never been stronger from the smallest businesses that are like starting on Zoom to really large corporations that 2 Credit's also working with, you know, some of the top Fortune 100 banks in the country to help them do digital transformation in their own organizations. So we really see that ability to leverage content to get that message about the digital transformation out there to help a business owner and to help an executive at at a large bank uh, really figure out what can they do in financing commercial operations that's innovative, that's faster, more flexible than what they're used to. Because, you know, we're coming out of a world 25, 30 years ago that was, you know, the premise of your hometown movie, you know, go into a local bank, fill out some paperwork, shake hands with your buddy who who runs the branch and and get a business loan. No longer is that anything that consumers can accept, that business owners are excited about. They're looking for the thing that's, you know, cool, that's fast, easy and efficient. And everybody who kind of looks at this space has got to be thinking the same way. So definitely organic SEO optimization. We're investing in our content team. There are going to be certain performance channels that we're focusing on at the same time. You know, search on the paid side remains just absolutely essential. It's the building block around which we've kind of constructed our own uh, performance programs. And so that's going to continue uh, into the future. And I think more and more, we're going to see a blending of marketing and product that is really overdue. And so what we're doing at biz to credit is we're really taking that as kind of our cutting edge initiative going forward, looking at ways that the marketing organization can influence the way that product is getting developed. What is the right trigger point in the product journey? Because for us, it's the application lifecycle cycle, that is you know the most important thing to consider. That's what drives the business. That's what the customer is interfacing with. Rather than coaching people on the sales team, we're trying to make sure that the interface and the website works really smoothly for all different kinds of scenarios. So I think that that would be the third area. It's not really a channel traditionally, but I think increasingly, you know, that sort of owned, owned media type of product innovation is what companies like us are going to have to focus on.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's interesting for anybody who wants to uh, learn more about, you know, really, the CMO taking over product and the marketing taking over product. Actually, I would go back to episode one of this show. We sat with the CMO, Carolyn Tian Spaulding, who is very passionate about it and I agree with her. So uh, go check that one out. Charles, thanks so much for coming on today. Before I let you go, let people know where can they connect with you online and find out more about Biz to Credit.
1: Primarily I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me. I'm an open networker. I'm also on Twitter at Charles Groom. You can find biz to credit Follow us at biz to credit if you're interested. Uh, we put out some great material on the Twitter and also on LinkedIn. And then you can visit biz if you're interested in learning more about business finance. And uh, check out some of the content we talked about today.
0: Amazing. Charles, thanks so much for coming on today. I
1: look forward to connecting more in the future. Jordan, thank you.
0: All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll see you next time. Um mm-hmm.